Well, good morning. Can I add my welcome to those that have already been given? We're going to do something slightly different this morning, as has already been mentioned. Uh, normally, we kind of look at a whole passage of the Bible and unpack it through the talk. Uh, but this morning, I'm going to kind of reference that at the beginning. And then, this, then for the rest of the talk, what we're going to be doing is looking at where we're going as a church. Uh, and I want to say, uh, just as we saw earlier, the trailer, do join us next week, because next week, on the back of this week, we're starting a whole new series called Take Hold, where we're going to unpick, unpick, unpack the whole of the book of Nehemiah in the Old Testament. And it's a really narrow series for us as individuals coming out of lockdown, for us as a church, as we step into this new season. It promises to be a cracker. So do read Nehemiah yourself and uh, do jump in with what's uh, kind of going on over the next couple of weeks. But this story story in John chapter 4 is a memorable one where Jesus basically announces, I'm the one that you've been looking for. All this longing, all this searching, this life that you are after is in me. And so we have this moment where he asks a Samaritan woman for water. She comes at a time of the day where nobody else came, so she was a bit of an outcast. And Jesus basically talks with her. And in verse 9, we read this word, The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask for a drink? She experiences life in Jesus. She has an encounter, an experience with Jesus through a simple, practical moment, an act of grace to an outsider. And then what happens after that experience with life, she then goes on and explores a little bit further. We read verse 11 where she grapples with what's going on. Sir, the woman said, you've nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? So she's experienced life. There's something that's piqued her interest. And so she then goes further to explore what this means for her. Who is this man? Who is this Jesus and all that he is offering to her and then we get to this moment where she realizes who he is and then she goes back to her community and tells the whole of the community about what Jesus has done we read in verses 28 then leaving her water jar the woman went back to the town and said to the people come see a man who told me everything I've ever done could this be the Messiah so she's experienced life. She's now explored who this Jesus is for herself. And now she embodies life to those around her, holding out the offer that Jesus has given to her to those in her community too. Those three things get to the heart of where we are as a church. That we simply want to bring life to every generation in every community. Life holding it out to others. And today, what we're going to do is to explore what that looks like in practice, both the immediate next steps and then over the coming years. And as I jump into this, there's two important things that I want to just highlight by way of introduction. The first is this. A lot of what I'm going to say today presumes the government kind of announcements about restrictions. At the moment... The government have said from the 21st of June, there will be no restrictions. Obviously, if that changes, then some of the dates that we're talking about may shift a bit, but the substance doesn't. And secondly, it's important for us all to be aware that we are all in different places coming out of lockdown regarding COVID. 
In what we say this morning, there is no pressure for you as an individual, but society is opening up. And so each of us do need to work out what our next steps will be for us, regardless of whether we've been shielding or we've been thinking, what? what's lockdown? Uh, the survey results show that we did a few weeks back is that following Jesus is not a solo activity. We can't cope on our own. We do need each other. And so, yes, we need to be careful. Yes, many of us and some of us will need to be particularly cautious coming out of lockdown. But as restrictions allow, and as we're able to then begin to meet together, it really is important for all of us to think about how we can then start meeting because we need each other. So with that said, let's jump in. Uh, and I want to take us back a few years to 2014, 2015, sort of six years or so ago. We felt, if you've been around Riverside for a little while, we felt at that moment that it was right for us to go multi-site. Uh, what that meant was, up until that moment, we'd been largely gathering only at Queensbridge and then word of hands here at Riverside House. But we felt that it was also important for us to then meet in other locations. So we started meeting in Dame Elizabeth Cadbury in Bourneville as well. And then we've had those sites meeting at Queensbridge, meeting at Dame Elizabeth Cadbury and our word of hands community here at Riverside House. And what was wonderful about that shift was that there was a real sense of owning a community. This is my patch. We pray into it. We want to make a difference with these people. We want to be a blessing to this particular community. Somewhere to pray for, to invest in, to build relationships. And then with the different Sunday gatherings that took place in those places, there were new opportunities to lead and different people took on different responsibility. We flexed our muscles a bit and people stepped into different roles. And practically, it just meant that for many of us, church was closer in the community that we were in. So we could invite friends or we could invest in relationships we were already in. If you like, there were the benefits of being a big church with also the benefits of being a small church. We are so thankful for all that God has done. And we look forward to what God will continue to do over these coming years. Because in addition to the fruit that we have seen, which we are so thankful for, there have also been challenges about the way that we were doing things. For any that were involved in any way around Sundays, we will have known that actually there was a lot of time and money and energy, particularly on Sunday mornings. The cost of hiring two other buildings, as well as maintaining this one, a third building, was considerable. And also, in addition to all of that, there's been kind of increasing complexity. Hiring school venues, the reality is they are schools with all that that means. And then, of course, with things like gates and all the stuff that you have to do with schools, meant there was increasing complexity around that as well. And also, we've known that because where we were meeting on Sundays was different to where we've been doing midweek stuff here at Riverside House and elsewhere, that there's kind of no midweek link. That as people come in to Riverside House with the brilliant ministries here, and maybe they've gone through Riverside Money Advice and been massively blessed by that ministry, to then kind of go into Sunday stuff is, is a completely different building and in a completely different place. 
and even being here at Riverside House during lockdown, since Easter, the number of people who've knocked on our door in the middle of a service saying there's a church here, isn't there? Which, of course, wasn't happening so much when we were in different hired venues. And of course, it also meant that because we had no physical places in these communities, it was largely Sunday only in these areas. And for those of us that have been involved in things here at Riverside House, space has been getting trickier because ministries are blossoming and flourishing, need more space and more days to do things. And so as we now come out of lockdown, we have to choose the way ahead. It is a choice that we have to make. To simply go back to how things were using the schools in the way that we did could potentially double our costs because of all the cleaning and things that is now involved with that. Also, you watching at home on, online now, we weren't doing that then. There's a whole lot of kit and all the stuff that's involved in setting up this, which has been fantastic and the reach has been immense. To do that on a Sunday morning would take at least four hours every Sunday morning. The workload is massive. Uh, let alone the uncertainties with Wi-Fi and all that sort of stuff in different venues and those sort of things. And in addition to that, the reality is there are increasing complexities about using public buildings for a whole host of reasons, which will carry on with legislation and all this sort of stuff and just kind of gates needed, security needed, all these sorts of things. And all of that is just for Sunday. And the survey showed very clearly for most of us within Riverside, we really want to gather together, but we also really want to make a difference in our patch, in our community, with our people. And we want to let ministries like RMA and RPA and Stay and Play, we want to let them fly so they can really reach more and more and more people. So wouldn't it be great if we could continue to really own the communities that we are in and better engage in local mission geographically or in mission with our people, our community, whether that be geographical or whether it be an interest group, whatever it is, so that we can help the people in our community get to know Jesus and experience the life of Jesus, get to explore the life that Jesus holds out as we embody the life of Jesus to them. And wouldn't it be great if we could make more and more opportunities centrally for ministries like Riverside Money Advice, Stay and Play, RPA and beyond, to better bring life to our city? Wouldn't it be great if there could be more connection between what goes on midweek and on Sundays? Wouldn't it be great if we can gather together again as one people to worship together, to share the gospel together, to pray for each other, to encounter God's spirit together without all of the emphasis just being all the vast amount of setup and stuff that has to happen? Wouldn't it be great if we could continue to reach more and more people online to add to the thousands that we've already connected with. Wouldn't it be great 
if there could be even more robust discipleship to help us all grow as radical Jesus-centered followers in our lives right now. Grappling with the Bible and all the real tensions that that means for our lives. And doing life together as followers of Jesus more and more in the communities we find ourselves. And wouldn't it be great if we could do all this as we continue the best of youth and children's ministry here at Riverside House, enabling all generations to discover the life of Christ, both midweek and Sundays for decades. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Well, we think it's possible. And as a leadership team, over these last months, we have prayed, we've searched the scriptures, We've had prophetic words given to us. We've searched, we've planned, we've plotted, we've dreamed, we've disagreed. And then we've now also shared with the wider leaders, with the trustees, with site teams, with our group leaders. And as I outline this, I want to share a quote with you that really hit me between the eyes, forehead, wherever you'd, whatever the saying is, this week. Because I was listening back to March 2020 last year. And you may remember, you may not, but when the World Health Organization were beginning to brief everybody about this pandemic that was beginning to take shape. And there were lots of people doing lots of press conferences. And one man, Dr. Michael Ryan, who's the executive director of World Health Organization, an expert at the time in Ebola outbreaks, was interviewed in a press conference that went viral around the world. And he said these words. Let me read them to you. This is what he was asked about all that he had learnt about managing these pandemics. And he said this, and it struck me because I think this really applies for us. He said, if you need to be right before you move, you will never win. The problem in our society we have at the moment is that everyone is afraid of making a mistake. Everyone is afraid of the consequence of error. But the greatest error, he said, is not to move. The greatest error is to be paralyzed by the fear of failure. Wow. And that really struck me as we jump into what we're going to be saying. Because we, in one sense, have no idea if what we're proposing is right. But in the words of the Euro 2020 song, it could be mad, but it might just be right. So we're going to do two things. Firstly, what we're going to do next, now, and then the bigger dream over the coming years. So from July, we are going to be trialing something here at Riverside. Obviously, as we say, based on the restrictions, if they change, we'll need to change dates and so on. But very simply, we don't feel at this stage that to simply go back to Queensbridge and Dame Elizabeth Cadbury is best fulfilling the mission that God has put in our hearts. And over the coming months, we're going to do a number of things. We're going to start having a monthly joint Sunday gathering at a different venue, the Tally Ho Sports and Social Club. It's part of the Police Training College next to Edgebaston Stadium. The first of these monthly gatherings will be on Sunday the 11th of July. Please put that date in your diary. There'll be a full children's program. No restrictions is promised at the moment. It's going to be a wonderful, a chance to just see each other and worship God together, stepping forward into what he's called us to. And then we'll repeat that every month, once a month, every month. 
And then for the other Sundays in a month, we will gather here at Riverside House. Again, we've worked out with no restrictions, we can fit about 100 people in this room here with an engaging provision for all generations around the rest of Riverside House too. And of course, we'll continue to live stream it out so that people can start meeting in groups for church at home. And then maybe for one of those other weeks, as a group, you can all book in to be here at Riverside House. So you've got a pattern. Once a month, we'll all gather together at Tally Ho. Once a month, as a group, you might want to book in to come here to Riverside House together. And then for the other two weeks in a month, you can work out in your group what the pattern will look like. For some, you can meet all together in one home. For others, you might not be able to do that. And you might divide into different homes and have six here or six here. And, and not everybody can do every week. Whatever it looks like, there's freedom, permission for you to do it how best. It works for you. And we are going to be making changes to the services so they are better equipped for groups having church at home. We hope that this will be both life-giving to us as individuals and life-bringing to our communities. And some families, frankly, will want to bring their children more often on Sunday morning here at Riverside House. That's fine. You'll need to book in. But alongside all the other brilliant midweek stuff that goes on for our youth and children, it promises to be exciting. And our sense is that this is both practical and helpful. As COVID continues to work its way out, what that will look like for a society, we don't yet know. Autumn, things might shift again. We don't know. But doing this enables us to be light-footed, but continue to gather together and be involved in the mission that God's called us to. And so therefore means it is absolutely crucial to get connected into groups. If you've started coming to Riverside recently, maybe during the pandemic, and you're not yet in a group of some sort, can I really encourage you to do so? If you just go to our main homepage on our website, you'll see a link there. It says, yes, I want to get into a group. Click that. You can fill in your details, and then we'll get through you connected into a group. It really is important. The evidence from the survey that we did is so true that everybody who's been in a group that has met in a meaningful way regularly have flourished and thrived. And for those who've struggled more when we're not meeting together. So can I encourage you, if you're not, please do get connected into a group. And over the coming weeks, we're going to be exploring what that looks like for groups. Nothing's going to change immediately for your group. But over the coming weeks, we'll be exploring with group leaders what this could look like for us all. From now, it might mean that you simply want to start meeting in sixes as you're able to. I know some right now are already doing that. Welcome for those that are already meeting in a group at home. This is a trial. It may not work. We will see. But we're going to give it a go. It makes sense practically, and I think it will be helpful. But this builds momentum for the bigger dream of what's coming up over the coming months. Because for years, the pattern we have had has been Riverside House here for all the midweek stuff, 
and hired venues for Sundays. And that served us so well. God has worked through that and in that in powerful ways. People have invested, prayed, given time, given money. There are names written under the floor here for people who gave to the vision of here. There are prayers, as it were, in the walls here at Riverside. We are thankful for this place and what God has done in it and through it. But we have been aware in recent years, in all honesty, that we've been making this model work rather than it really working for us and the mission that God's called us to. Here at Riverside House, we are competing for space and it limits growth. We long for ministries to be able to go every day to be able to impact our communities. But at the moment, we had a meeting just last week because of a bit of a tension where lots of people say, I want this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And so therefore, it's been working against us in some respects. And also, as we've said, connection on Sundays has been tricky. We've been people blessed by the midweek stuff, difficult to then follow through to what's going on on Sunday because completely different venues, let alone the workload of hiring values and all that's needed and the cost of effectively operating three different buildings. And also geographically, where Riverside House is, when you look at all of where Riversiders are, Riverside House is right on the northeast edge. And so the dream is this. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have a new central community hub in which ministries like Riverside Money Advice, Riverside Performing Arts, Stay and Play and loads of other ministries are able to increase their ministry and impact more people holding out the life of Jesus so that people can experience life and explore that life for themselves as people embody the life together in a new central community hub. So there's a direct link between what happens midweek and Sundays so that we're able to better reach physically and digitally with our gatherings so that we're known as a place of life for the whole community. And then with that central community hub resourcing all across Birmingham to better disciple, better equipped to engage in ministry where we are in the community that God has called us as individuals to, your world. And these different groups organised into sort of area hubs with area hub coordinators kind of facilitating mission in any area. So it might be the groups in Selly Oak, every term they're holding an alpha course and two people from this group and two people from that group are involved in it. Or the groups that are based in Bourneville are kind of holding a bereavement group and therefore there's two from that group or whatever it is. Mission and ministry where we find ourselves, resourced from the centre, but so that people can impact the world that God has called them to by the power of his spirit. That's the dream and that's where we sense the journey is going. And so simply, we feel it is right to explore selling Riverside House and trying to find a new central community hub. The Riverside Life Centre, if you like, holding out the life of Jesus bringing life to every generation and every community, sharing the good news of Jesus with our city. Now, I am aware that even as I utter those words, for some of us, 
that brings real grief because we have loved this place. Some of us became Christians here. Some of us have wept with people here. Some of us have seen lives transformed here. And we say, thank you, God. Thank you. But our hope is that a new venue can take our community mission to the next level to increase our ability to reach more and more and more people in our broken city so that we can better care for our community inside Riverside but also those outside of Riverside so that we are known across the whole city of a place where people find life so that we can better gather on Sundays to inspire and encounter God by his spirit as one people Better equipped to resource our children's and our youth ministry so that more and more generations can get to know Jesus to impact our city for decades. And then from that central base all across the city, doing church together in groups, growing together, welcoming outsiders together, discipling each other, caring for others, engaging in local mission where we find ourselves. Less come to us, but more will go to you. As we break into area hubs, maybe once a month we gather, whatever, so that these regional hubs, if you like, can spur us on so that in, across Birmingham, every day there might be an alpha course. Every day there might be life courses, bereavement, well-being courses, parenting courses, marriage courses. So that every day there is intercession and prayer going on all across the city. So that there's local engagement all across Birmingham, a seven-day-a-week church. Not because we're exhausted, work more, but because we're on fire by the power of the Spirit to reach the city that is on God's heart. So, by summer 2024, this is the hope. So three years, this is kind of the dream. By summer 2024, we would have established a new central community hub to better offer the life of Christ to our communities through practical love and care, whilst more effectively hosting our physical and digital gatherings. If you like, we want to ask, what practical needs is Riverside best place to meet in our city? Secondly, by summer 2024, we will have rolled out a new dynamic group life strategy so that 80% of people within Riverside are in a group which helps us all live radical Jesus-centered lives in our communities by providing area hubs for groups to do effective local mission where we are. And then thirdly, by summer 2024, We'll be providing even more focused love and care, particularly in the area of Christian health and well-being to over a thousand people that helps them discover a thriving life in Jesus. Now, you may well have many questions. I do. (laughs) For now, we're going to carry on as we are. And then over the coming weeks, we will introduce some shifts. As we've said, this may be a bonkers plan or it may be, in God's goodness, something through which thousands of people discover the life of Jesus. Can I mention a few practical things? What that simply means is our site teams, team of site pastors, are going to change because, of course, there will be no sites in the same way as they've been. 
And alongside those shifts, the roles on the staff team are shifting a little bit. So of course, there's no site leaders in the same way anymore. And so just on the screen, we're going to show the three particular roles that are going to particularly emphasize shifts. So Judy, in her role as associate pastor, is going to particularly own the care for people both inside and outside Riverside. And then Nathaniel, he's going to take on a new role as a pastor of Sunday gatherings, looking at how best we both do physical and digital gatherings. And then Sarah will take on a new role as a pastor over groups to refresh and oversee the strategy and facilitate local mission all across Birmingham. And this is going to take shape as they each build their own teams so that all of us are inspired where we find ourselves to the mission that God's called us to. Now, as I come to a close, I want to say something about what this is going to require from us. The truth is, this will need us. We need some specific people. Alongside it will need all of us. Firstly, I want to say, if you are somebody that has experience in your work or in your past, particularly around issues to do with construction and buildings, we need to hear from you because we are forming a new working group to therefore seek out and source this new community hub. On the screen now is an email address. If you are that person that you think, I might have something to offer there, please could you email future at riverside-church.org.uk. But beyond that, we also need other people. Here on Sundays, there are more and more people needed for tech. If you want to learn how to do cameras, for example, we need people. Great thing to do, learn how to do, what a skill to have. But alongside that, if you're up for this journey, please do get in touch with us. That would be fantastic. But also, there's, there's another group of people that I want to particularly mention. I'm guessing that there are some people right now watching this for whom your relationship with Riverside, you're just not sure where you're at with Riverside. Whether that's because you feel a bit distant or you've been coming for years and kind of roles have changed or whatever it might be or, or you're just not sure or even you're new and you're not sure how you connect in. Can I say this might be your moment to therefore once again make a difference for the next stage of your life? Because we are a family on mission. We don't know what this is going to look like, but we know that God goes before us because his spirit is at work. Jesus said, I will build my church. And so if you're not sure, please, we would love you for this moment to say, yeah, okay, let's give this a go. And then there's one final group of people that I want to reference. I had an email uh, last week from somebody who'd heard this, that we shared this with group leaders. Uh, and this person said this, because I mentioned about Caleb and Joshua in the Bible, who kind of said, yeah, we can do this. And his email ended with these words. I was recently encouraged with Caleb still being full of vigor at 85 years old. Perhaps we need a Caleb ministry in church, not an old folks club, but for those still full of vigor and looking to climb mountains. Can I say, if you are somebody that is in a season of life, 
Whether that's you've just got opportunities that you've never had before, you've got space that you've not got, even you haven't got a job just at the moment, or you're in retirement, but you've still got so much you want to do. Now is the time to say, I'm making the most of this moment because I'm not wasting my life. I'm grabbing hold of the life that God has given me because I want to extend that life to those around us. Please do get in touch. We'll also need finance. Uh, I heard of somebody the other day who, again, who heard of this before, who's already set up a separate savings account in their own personal account in which they're contributing something every month so that when we get to that stage of saying we have a sense this is the building we need to go for, they've already got money set aside. That might be something that some of us would like to consider. It might be that some of us have started being part of Riverside over the last number of years and we've not yet committed in a regular way to giving, please do get in touch. Or on the website, there's all the details for you. Or even for some of us that we regularly give, but we know we haven't increased by inflation over the last few years, we've just kind of let it slip. This will require all of us to be all in. And thirdly, this will need courage. As we said, we don't know. There are no guarantees. But my sense is that as we step forwards in faith, as the old saying goes, God moves with those who move. And finally, as I close, this needs prayer. We cannot do this in our own strength. This will utterly fail. But maybe God in his amazing goodness can use this moment to build his kingdom in this city. So we need to be on our knees. Just like in John chapter 4, as we help people to experience life, to explore the life of Jesus as we do our best to embody his life in our lives so that we bring life to every generation in every community.